You are listening to The 945 Show on WFNULP 94.1 FM and podcasted everywhere. Local music from the Twin Cities. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the 945 show on WFNULP 94.1 FM in St. Paul. We are Frogtown Community Radio. I am your host, Mike Resendez, and we have a great show lined up. We've been off for the last couple of weeks, but we are back live in studio here at Faith Lutheran Church. This morning, I have Sun and Moon in studio. Good morning. Good morning, Mike. Thank you. Good morning. So today, we are going to listen to some of your music live. So that's going to be real fun. Uh, we're going to find out more about uh, you two and what you have going on. Um, there's also some uh, music recording that'll be happening and a festival coming up in the end of, at the end of August. So we'll get into all of that. Uh, if you want more information on WFNULP, just go to WFNU.org. You can find out all about us. You can find out how you can either donate to us or volunteer your time to us as well. Um, we also have a list of music that we play when there aren't any shows on. Our automation takes over, and we do do Spinatron, and it'll tell you who just played and, and what songs they are, and actually how to purchase those songs as well, if you're interested in that, and help out some local artists. If you want more information on the 945 show, visit our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter uh, accounts. We are on all of the social media, just either search 945 or Mike Res Radio, and you will find us. We're also podcasted almost everywhere as well. We're on nine or ten different platforms. I can't keep track anymore. So <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll make sure to get this up as well. But nobody wants to hear me babble on anymore, so we will get to my guests in studio today. I have Sun and Moon, like I said. It's Johnny Sincerely and Sarah Moon. So Good morning, and tell us a little bit about yourselves, and tell us about Sun and Moon. Sure. Well, we um, we became Sun and Moon after, for a while, being called Common Reverie. That was our initial band name, and we struggled to find anybody that could remember that name, or how to make it an image you know, how to like attach imagery to it. So we thought it sounded really cool, but then we decided let's uh, make it a little easier on ourselves and our adoring fans to try to remember who we are. Um, so we started calling ourselves Sun and Moon. Um, we met at McNally Smith College of Music, um, the now defunct McNally Smith. Um, I was a audio engineer student and Sarah was a composition instrumental composition student and we met and just instantly started writing music together um, and actually one of the songs that we'll be playing is the first song that we ever wrote together that started on our second date 
So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how does that come about on your second date, um, writing, writing a song, and <laughs> and how does that uh, catapult relationship? <laughs> sure. Um, we had went to a practice room. We just said, let's play music together. And um, after we had met, I'm sorry, I get nervous. I don't know how to talk anymore. Okay, anyways. So after our first date, we met in a practice room, and we both had started a song for each other, like the creeps we are. And so we played each other the song. And then the second one that he started was the Blues and Symphonies. And then that's the one that we yeah built on. I think we had both kind of... We both write music to express ourselves. That was That's just who we both are. And so we had... Um, a good first two dates and then we both felt very uh motivated to write music i guess but we were both very sheepish and nervous about being seen as creepy to the <laughs> other one and so we were just kind of hanging out in a practice room at mcnally and i think it was you first said this might be weird but i started a song or i wrote a song about our first date and I said well that's not weird because I wrote a song about our second date <laughs> and so um, and then it's just kind of been a, a foundation in our relationship ever since then yeah, I don't know if it would actually creepy I would kind of throw it around as I'm an artist I'm just expressing myself so. exactly yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are confident selves saying that right yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I was looking at uh, your Facebook page before um, this interview, um, and some of the, the things that I found, um, one of them was that you draw your music from the blues, world, folk music, and jazz. Um, is that, was that still accurate? Would you say you still um, write music that way or draw from those genres? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, we, so I, we come from very different musical backgrounds. I just kind of taught myself um, blues finger picking is how I started um, playing music and I'm self-taught and I love all kinds of music but I the blues is kind of my foundation and Sarah has been playing cello since she was very young and um, can rattle off like we can listen to classical radio and she'll know the composer and you know she's she's very knowledgeable about classical music and art music and I think what happened when we started writing together is that um, it became an amalgamation that isn't either one it's not really blues it's not really art music but I think uh, the astute listener could hear the influence of both and then we we both just like music. We just like music from all over the world. Um, I've always been a big fan of Eastern European music, so that brings itself into uh, our music. Um, we're both fr fans of certain kinds of jazz, um, and especially, I think, female singing-led jazz, mm -hmm. you know, like... Billie Holiday and Ella Fitzgerald and, and Sarah Vaughan, etc. So I think what we hope to do is just give an honest expression of ourselves and have that be its own genre, but undoubtedly 
it's this weird mix of both of our backgrounds that kind of create a sound that we think is pretty unique. Um, well, we know it is because it's ourselves. Nobody else could really write the music or the songs that we do because they're very personal and because um, it's a unique setup just in itself. Our, um, today when we play, um, it's going to be just me on guitar and then both of us singing. Um, but normally in our live sets, Sarah is a cellist, so she'll be on cello and singing. And I am, I play a nylon string guitar and sing. And then I sit on a cajon and I have a foot pedal that I turn around so I can hit it with my heel and it'll hit the cajon. And then I have a small foot tambourine on my other foot. So it's a, uh, it gives us a little percussion. Um, so it's kind of a unique setup and that has also helped define our music and our sound. Mm -hmm. um, some of the songs, a few of the songs that we do, I had written before we ever met, but once it went through the filter of Sarah's cello and her own musicality, it completely took on a life of its, it didn't sound anything like um, what had been written before, all for the better. So those, all these different kind of aspects have really defined our sound and help us, we like to think, stand out when we play in a group of people. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would think, you know, we got the acoustic guitar with the cello. That's kind of a sound you don't hear very often together. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it marries pretty well for you. So um, when you rewrite a song and you're putting the cello into it, Sarah, how hard is that, uh, especially like a song that's already been written, um, not a, not a song that you're starting from scratch, because I'm sure that's probably a little easier to incorporate the cello, or am I wrong on that? Um, it's just two different things. Um, but basically, I'll just learn the chord progression, and I'll decide whether I'm going to play a bass role, or if I'm going to have more of a melodic role, um, or am I going to have a solo? How can I support the song without taking away from it, because it's already written? And do you put a lot of your own solos in? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Solo in for like 10 minutes. Well, I usually right. insist. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, of course, the cello is one of the most beautiful, in my opinion, uh, one of the most beautiful instrument sounding instruments. And, like you said, it's very unique to um, non-classical music. I mean, there's right. not a lot of, there, of course, are some great uh, indie cello, cellists and stuff, but... Um, I see the cello as kind of the third member of the band. And we do have some songs that don't have it in there, but um, it's certainly, we would certainly be a very different band if the cello wasn't involved. So I'm usually saying, and then you can just do a solo, right? Yeah. <laughs> so go verse, verse, chorus, solo, right? And, uh, and then she'll figure it out from there. Yeah, yeah I like the, the cello's got that really deep, kind of haunting sound i think yeah. um so i was telling you my wife plays cello um as well she's starting to pick it back up she played for a long time so it's, it's really cool to hear her practice in, in the living room and just kind of so i'm yeah. kind of drawn to music 
What's cool about the cello is that it can put on a variety of different voices. Like I said, it could be a bass function or it could be the main star. It can be like a loud solo or it can be sort of like, you know, just harmonies and lay back a little bit. So it's it's fun to play with the different voices and faces of the cello. Yeah. Now, how long have you two been playing your instruments and did you always know music was something you wanted to to do um, as you know, you become adults and into your adult life, um, something that it would be centered around? Yeah, I've, I've always loved music. I started playing violin when I was in second grade. I started playing cello when I was in fifth grade. And um, I've just, I've always loved it. And I, I started composing with piano in like middle school or high school, nothing like serious or anything like that. But I would start playing them at variety shows. And I just knew something was really special about writing music. So then when I moved to the Twin Cities, I went to McNally um, for composition. Because, um, well, first I was going to Appalachian State for biology. And then I was like, mm, I like this, but I like music more. So I'm going to do that instead. But yeah, I've always known that I wanted to do music. And I um, couldn't be more of the opposite, actually. I grew up in a very musical household, but didn't pick up the guitar myself until my mid-twenties. And so, um, and then instantly fell in love with it and felt like, how have I not been doing this my whole life and everything. Uh, And then really dedicated myself um, to learning the instrument and then it wasn't until I went, so I went back to school in my early 30s for the audio engineering degree at McNally. And that's when we met. Um, and I had been writing music, but I hadn't been performing really outside of like open mics or anything like that. So um, like I was saying earlier, I think that kind of is what gives us our unique sound is coming from these two totally different places of she's dedicated her life to music and has been learning it from a young age and I have always loved music of course but um, didn't uh, think as a songwriter or as a musician until much later in my life when I'd already had a bunch of experiences yeah, so it's very different backgrounds. Right, I'm sure, I'm sure writing a song today is a lot different than writing a song from five, six years ago. Yeah. Um, as far well, as experience-wise, I mean, yes. life experience? Yep. Yeah. yep. And just I've learned a lot from Sarah, too. I mean, she's um, she helped me round things out by um, her knowledge of composition and theory and just being able to see different options in, in the writing process. And, um, and then, of course, for those who have heard our music, it's very personal. And so um, I don't think any of the songs that I've written in the last two years would be anything like what I had written before because... Sarah's come into my life and I write from personal experience and it's been a very significant time and change and um, so yes it's very different. (laughs) All right the time is now 10 o'clock you're listening to WFNULP 94.1 FM 
in St. Paul. We are Frogtown Community Radio. This is the 945 show. I have Sun and Moon in studio. Um, you're going to play a couple of songs for us here in just a second, um, but tell us a little bit about the first two songs that you'll be playing for us. Sure. Well, the first one we're going to do is called Blues and Symphony, and it's the one that we were referring to earlier. Um, it's I came up with the melody and basically the first two lines on my own and then brought it to Sarah sheepishly, hoping that she wouldn't uh, storm out of the room and alert the authorities. Uh, and then we built it together from there. And then the second one is actually a good example of something I had written previously and then Sarah just totally made it her own and she'll just be singing in that one and um, I'll just be playing guitar. And so it's two good examples of one one that we wrote together and are very much Sun and Moon. It's actually probably what we'll be naming our upcoming album um, is Blues and Symphonies because we feel like that kind of gives a good scope of our sound and our and ourselves. And then um, the second one called Strip is a great example of how Sarah has been able to reinterpret some of the things that I had previously written and make them unique to us also. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to step away for just a second. Uh, we'll play um, a quick little instrumental song. We're going to get set up in studio and then we'll come back and we'll listen to your music. Great. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, we are set to go here, and I have Sun and Moon performing uh, their music, so I'll give it the mic over to you and take it away. Thanks, Mike. This is a song we wrote called Blues and Symphony. And I would like to say normally it does have cello, cajon, and it has a very different sound, so this is a stripped-down version, and we hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Thank you. 
Made my heart swell up big as the moon When you said to me, boy, you sure do Kids like you love the blues Made me weak in the knees when you said, honey I can tell by the way you kissed me in the local burlesque and cabaret scene and this is a song that um, we like to play when we're in that environment because while the song is called Strip it's actually more about stripping away the emotional baggage or parts of your past that might be impeding your progress so it just works well for that all right Strip <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
There's uh, a lot of, we're going to just get things adjusted here back uh, so we can talk again. Hold on one second. All right, so we're adjusting mic stands and putting microphones back. <laughs> <laughs> Live radio, so that's how that works. Uh, that was really, really cool. So that was awesome. Thank Thanks you. for that. Thank now, there was, uh, it sounded almost like Spanish guitar. Uh, yes. Yep. Um, part of that is because that is technic. I mean, it's a classical guitar, so even it has that tone to it, even when the song doesn't call for it. And then that specific strip has a definite influence um, in Spanish uh, styling, or even like a gypsy Eastern European yes, kind of. Yeah. They're very close. There's there's pretty subtle differences between the two, um, at least to my novice ears right. so um 
I'm sure people <laughs> who are Spanish guitarists or so many yeah, flamenco guitarists, yeah, are so rolling over yeah, right now. But um, <laughs> yeah, so yes, yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's true. That's that's and that's where we kind of say we have all these different influences, and um, it makes it tough to when people ask us, you know, in the in an elevator or you know at a party right. or whatever what's your sound it's like well how much time do you have yeah, <laughs> yeah can everything. we break it down song by song yeah. for you yeah. <laughs> i know there was like like the part in there like the eastern european part right you know you felt like just clapping along you know just yes. like, like that great yeah. party you know yep. type thing going on. Yeah. yeah we um we greatly encourage audience participation and uh uh, crowd involvement in our shows and we actually end all of our shows the same way by we made DIY shakers by taking those you know those tiny water bottles those little um, like Aquafina like the mini ones sure, yep, yep. and we drank them or you know got rid of the water and then filled them about quarter of the way with popcorn kernels okay and then painted them and now we have about 40 or 50 of them. And so before our final song, we pass them out to the crowd, to the audience. And crowd is a little generous. We pass them out to the audience. And then I do a very fun kind of Eastern European influence riff over it and Sarah is out in the audience and gets everybody up and dancing and so we make it like a big kind of big party to at do. the end yeah, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> so that's awesome I like uh, we, so when the, the crowd's really into it how much does that put the energy back into you so much there's been a couple times where it's like falling flat and it's just so not okay right that it makes it very exciting when everyone's dancing and i find it definitely helps to go out in the audience and have like a couple plants that sure, i know are right, gonna dance yeah. with me so then <laughs> yes. everyone will be like okay yeah. all right pull back the curtain a little Let's bit if people it. don't know yeah everybody's gonna do that yeah yeah but i used to to dj weddings um and so i i know they the feeling of I got a full dance floor and my dance floor is dead. Yeah. You know, yeah. So those you don't have plants at those. So. And there's been yeah. a couple times, of course, as an emerging band where we're playing to six people in a room. And I, I think we just call it off at that point. Like we just don't even try to do If If there's just not enough people in the room right. and the energy's not right. Um, we'll, we'll scrap it. Yeah. But <laughs> just, just perform. And yeah. We'll just do our, the our stage regular set. Yeah. 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 Is, is that, uh, like a communication just by looking at each other? I mean, how important is the uh, nonverbal cues? Because um, I see you two looking at each other while you're singing. Um, but I think I've seen uh, pictures and videos of when you perform at CanCan, -Can, uh, you're side by side. Mm -hmm. um, so maybe the, the you know, looking at each other, uh, you're not as much. But how important to you two is the nonverbal communication? To me, to me it's very important um, because when you breathe together, you play together. And... It's important to stay in tune with your partner. Um, that's just how I feel. Like, just be as in tune as possible with the person you're playing with. So eyes help with that. Um, especially, like, if he's cueing me to come in during a certain spot after a solo, it's nice to have eye contact or just sort of, like, watch his body language. Um, and plus, yeah. he's just nice. He looks good. <laughs> he looks nice. It's, uh, <laughs> it's in an ideal situation, we'd always be able to have it set up but 
we've you know like i said as an emerge as an up and coming band you play gigs that are kind of thrown together sometimes right and we've played <laughs> we've played on a stage that was so small that we couldn't cuz her cello bow has a reach you know so um I had to kind of turn with, I had to be with my back to her almost. So she wasn't hitting me with the bow. And then I'm like looking over my shoulder. And you're also above me on a stool. (laughs) (laughs) I was sitting on a stool and she's on a chair. So I'm looking down and behind and then, and I'm a pretty good guitarist, but it, I, especially for solos, I need to look at my frets, you know, sometimes. So, um, we have had to kind of, adjust our rehearsals a little bit and say okay what if you know we might be in situations where we can't just visually cue each other Mm. so we do have to get in tune without that and then it's a bonus if we have that right kind of like a kick or an elbow or something (laughs) (laughs) bow to the ribs right yeah yeah. it's your turn go go (laughs) uh no we talked about um what you do at Can Can Wonderland, but explain a little bit more. Um, what type of performances do you do there? How often are you there? Um, what goes on? I, I've seen pictures. There's, it seems like there's a lot going on. Yes. Um, well, I I am a sound engineer, and so I work there. So I, I do sound and lights for a lot of the shows there. Um, we actually, our first paid performance our first non kind of open mic performance was at can can wonderland they did a it was right after mcnally smith had closed and they did a kind of charitable bands from mcnally smith series um and so we played there had a (laughs) questionable experience there was some technical difficulties but um the booking manager who has now become one of our very good friends matt Nowak, night howlers shut them out yeah yeah exactly yeah um we he saw us and uh kind of believed in us and so he asked us to come back and do a residency on the main stage on a saturday evening at seven o'clock so our first our second time ever playing in public was on the main stage at Can Can during the dinner rush. Right. Which <laughs> and is, it was a two hour set. And it's and a we big had, deal. That main stage is, yeah, is where you want to be when yeah, you're there. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, and it was a two hour set and we had about an hour of material. <laughs> so we had to pull it together. Yeah, so we had to learn some covers to help fill it out and I rambled a lot in between songs trying to draw it out a little bit. Um but now we've really become a part of the community there. So that's why a lot of our um, uh, posts and our footage of, of what little we have is from there. Um, I am now helping produce and I host a cabaret show that happens there once a month. And before I had that role, Sun and Moon was kind of the de facto music component of that show for um about four four or five months straight it's a monthly show um so that was great for us because it exposed us to different audience and um was good learning experience um and then um sarah moon is also a burlesque dancer and uh she's a well she's a dancer of a lot of sorts she's a contemporary and modern dancer and also choreographer 
Um, but her most recent adventure in the dancing has been burlesque. So she's been able to perform in that function there as well. So it's really kind of a, we're just a part of a family there that yeah. that's supportive and cool people. And you never know what is going to happen that, you know, it's just a really fun, crazy place and we're fun, crazy people. So it's just a natural, <laughs> uh, natural match. So what's the, uh, the craziest thing you've ever seen perform there? Um, well, they have, uh, like aerial artists, right? They have aerialists, which is always amazing. Um, we've seen some sideshow artists. Um, Sarah has That's stapled funny. a dollar bill to a young lady. Um, <laughs> Game of blood and glitch. <laughs> um, we've seen some folks uh, with do a snake routine where they put their tongue in a snake's mouth and uh, um, do stuff like that. There's a show there called Queer Circus that happens the uh, third Saturday of every month. And they're experts at uh finding these crazy acts and um it's all like circus burlesque stuff so they do a lot of really cool fun stuff there that you never know we uh, we actually just performed with them last week and the song strip that we just performed our friend leo or he goes by midnight water fairy if you want to look him up um he did a contortionist and well i guess contortion and silks like hybrid routine and we also danced together a little bit during jesse's solo it was really exciting for us to perform with them because they're just they're amazing so <laughs> it's <was laughs> exciting as yeah, so you guys can entertain pretty much uh, at many different levels right not just the singing but the dancing and the yeah well and that's what's nice about our setup too is um though we have five instruments if you count both of our vocals as an instrument and then cajon cello guitar well and actually the foot tambourine too so we have a very full sound but we're completely portable and acoustic and so we can do open mics which a lot of groups that have that many components aren't able to do just because of setup and size and um it's easy for us to get on stage and off with our setup um so it's kind of been a bonus of how we've built our little sun and moon um thing is that (laughs) is that we can we can have a big full sound so we can um do something where performance would make sense with it and then we can also do stripped down versions of what we're doing like today and we can play different size stages and all of that so it's kind of nice to have that flexibility in that option those options now is the uh is can can the biggest stage you've played so far or wh- where else have you played we've played at the 331 we've played at honey 331 is the biggest one well the um oh wait no not 331 sorry i would say hook and ladder we played at hook and ladder theater that was probably our biggest show um and we played yeah, we played a few different venues the hook and ladder one was really fun because a it's a beautiful theater and it's an awesome space but it allowed us to, we organized it in a way that we had three bands playing and they were all collaborative with different performance artists. Okay. So we had an aerial troupe come in, um, Fly Freak, Yoga, and Aerial. Um, they came in and performed aerial throughout the night 
And then we had um, a contortionist, a drag artist, a um, one of our good friends made their drag king debut at our show. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were able to, because it was our own show and we produced it, we were able to combine these elements that we've fallen in love with and um and it was a great it it got great response especially from the performers which was really cool um because a lot of a lot of those kind of performers burlesque or aerialists or whatever they they perform to mp3s usually so to be able to perform to live music and get the energy of the performers it becomes more of a relationship between the music and the performance than just performing to music if mm-hmm. that makes sense right There's, yeah yeah now do you have to uh pick up the tempo or slow it down based on uh somebody performing with you like an aerialist or um no we just did our thing um the couple people midnight water fairy again and uh gabe gabriel they performed to a couple of our songs, choreographed pieces. So we sent them those in advance. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's usually we'll, we'll send them the song. So we'll just do, like, a home recording of it, and then we'll send it to them, and then they'll make it work. Adjust their performance to you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Is there an element that you haven't had performed with your music that you're kind of like, ooh, this would be really cool if we could get somebody who can, I don't know, Eat fire or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, are you offering my? No, no, no. no. <laughs> you, you know what? Um, I'll learn it today, cool. and I'll cool. let you know. Yeah. It's just a mat, right? <laughs> um, yes, I mean, there's, there's a lot. There's, we've, we've had the privilege of meeting so many talented, uh, beautiful people that we would love to work with. Um, we're working on putting together another even larger show like the one I was just telling you about that's all performance based with live music um and we want to keep expanding that but there's probably too many people that we would like to do it with to name because then we would leave people out and feel bad and um but yes that we we like to do things that are new you know that's that's kind of how we started that part of it really it started with um sarah wrote a song called love a woman blues um and we kind of talked about it and was like well what if you did like a little dance like an improvised dance all open with a solo and then um you could do some kind of improvised dance to it and then that'll be really fun for people to see and kind of unexpected and then it turned into a striptease. Yeah. <laughs> like, so if the obviously if the venue is permitting, <laughs> and um, it's kind of grown from there. But we like to just and same with the shaker thing that that I was talking about. We like to just think of fun, cool stuff to do, and then figure out how to make it work. And um, if you don't limit yourself to just okay, I have to be sitting on the stage playing this instrument. You know, that's a self-imposed limitation that doesn't need to be there and people really respond i would say the songs that have those elements to it are the songs that people remember the most and Mm -hmm. you know ask us if we're going to do that song the next time and stuff like that 
Right. It keeps everything fresh and new too. Yeah. And for us too, because right. it's, you know, we have, um, about 15 songs that we can play on any given night. Um, and we rehearse those songs a lot and, um, it helps us continually look at things in a new light and kind of always examining, you know, how can we make this better? What's some cool element that we can Mm. add in? Um, So it keeps us young and fresh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The time is now 1030. This is the 945 show on WFNULP 94.1 FM in St. Paul. I am Mike Resendez. My guests are Johnny Sincerely and Sarah Moon. They make up Sun and Moon. We were talking about their music. If you missed it, uh, earlier today, uh, they played two songs already, but there's two more coming up. So, yes. uh, and if you did miss it, you can always go back and listen to the podcast. Yes. So, uh, we have all of that happening today. Um, now, Sarah, I was looking on the Facebook page and I dug a little deep into the pictures. There's a picture of you suspended in the air with your cello. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that Were up. Were you playing the cello or was that... Uh, how did that come along and have you ever played suspended before yes um so there is a man called black river r-y-v-e-r and he does rope art um he draws from shibari but it's not actually shibari it's just art and he wanted to do something different he's done a lot of the same things and he contacted me on instagram and he was like i want to suspend you playing your cello I was like okay the answer is yes (laughs) so we met up and um yeah I just let him do his thing and it was really fun and Jesse was playing guitar and I did improv a little bit of cello so you can see that video on our page yeah Cyril James uh yeah videography videography (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, and uh put together a really cool video and and then Dennis Driscoll took the photos. Yeah, and then all those photos are by Dennis Driscoll. And we're actually going to, we're now in the works to try to have it done live at the next Cluster Cluck Cabaret, which is the um, cabaret that um, we're a part of. And that'll be August 16th at Can Can Wonderland's a Friday night. And we're going to have Black River come in and she's going to play the cello live, suspended above the audience um, mm-hmm. with the rope art. He's going to move me around. Yeah. Like a pulley. Oh, wow. And it's going to be exciting. Yeah, it's going to be wild. <laughs> we have no idea. He sees it in his head, so that's good right. enough for us. We're like, okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. Turn it over to him. Yeah, I'm exactly. trusting you with yeah. my life. And he's a, a true, he's a true artist, so he, he really... You can tell when people obsess about things, and that's, right. what, that's the type of people that we like to collaborate with, is people who obsess. And... Uh, and he's he's gonna put together something really cool, so we're excited for that. Oh, that'll I think that'd be super cool to see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I gotta figure out what strings I can play because I remember like right. my bow and everything was just very janky. So I just gotta figure. I gotta write something with the the strings and the range I have. Right. <laughs> when yeah. I'm all tied up. It was were the straps? I mean, like you said, were they getting in the way of your your bowing? Um, it was. I just I couldn't play my higher string, the A string. And mostly, like, the darker strings worked, which was nice. Right. It fits for that kind of exciting. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like Pink flying through the air during her performances, only you've got the cello, so you're one up on Pink. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's see her do that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think what we'll do, um, let's get ready for your next two songs. Um, so we'll play those, and uh, then we'll come back, and uh, we'll 
we'll uh, finish off the interview there. We'll, we're here till 11 a.m., uh, so we're going to step away again for a minute or two and get set up for uh, the next round of music here. of WFNU Frogtown Radio. We are Sun and Moon and we're going to play a song that we wrote called Won't You. Won't you run away? Won't you run away? Run away with me, my dear. Run away with me. We'll find a cliff somewhere. Just sit and stay at the edge of the world. Won't you come to the edge, my dear? We can stare into the emptiness for days, laughing into the empty space. You can put your hand in mine. Put your hand in mine. Won't you put your hand in mine? Put your hand my dear. in mine. Yeah, I can't tell that it's there. I can't tell just where you end and I begin. Do you end and I begin, my dear? Or do we just go on and on like the notes in a words to a song? And you can breathe me in, my dear, and breathe out all my fears. Oh, won't you? Do you like to dance? Won't you dance with me, my dear? In a ballroom, a honky tonk. We'll keep spinning till they tell us to stop. Cause the sun is rose again. And won't you watch the sun rise, my dear? Whiskey and laughter. Rise at the sunset. Won't you rise at dusk, my dear? Or find some place that's quiet and serves breakfast all night. And you, you can, can breathe me in, my dear, and breathe out all my fears. Oh, won't you, my dear? This is the part where I would say, now, Sarah, you do a 
cello solo. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that song. <laughs> I'm trusting um, you have the audio tune hooked up to fix my uh, vocal okay. imperfections there. Great, cool. Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> All right. Um, so we'll do one more song. This is a song called My Moon. This is a song that I feature on, and Sarah's going to grace us with some background vocals. It's a country ditty. Hank Williams Sr. is probably my favorite uh, songwriter of all time, so even though I'm not a fan of a lot of country music, I find my solo music has that influence in it. Anyway, this is a song called My Moon. Mm. Wrong pick. Don't love have so many parts Rumbling, stumbling, and tumbling all around your heart Ain't love just a big old sticky spider's web Ain't it the best home we ever had? Ain't I so in love with you? I sometimes act a fool. Loving was easy, more people would get it right. And if love got rid of darkness, more people would see the light. So I'll sing to you. Oh, my. Seems 
to know just where it goes Dare we venture on into this unknown Dare we call this road our own Listeners of WFNU Frogtown Radio, 94.1 FM, and those listening around the world on WFNU.org, I'd like to take this opportunity to tell you about something that Sarah Moon said to me the other day that I think will always stick with me. She said, Good, very good. We're uh, gonna readjust some mic stands here again. Put some microphones back. Just take a quick second. So uh, thanks for shouting out our listeners. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially the worldwide ones. Yeah, yes, of course. There's so many. We have a big right, I know. Yeah, In Afghanistan. Right, yeah. It's funny, uh, I brought it up once or twice before, I, I can see some analytics of the, the podcast, so we actually do have listeners in different parts of the world, oh. so um, I'm not sure how many or how many are still listening sure. to the podcast, but, well, people, you know, what's up, Germany? Yeah, yeah hey. <laughs> people are thirsty for um, the type of radio that is dictated by music lovers and not by paid programming, mm-hmm. Right, and I think that's why... Um, organizations like WFNU are so important and why we're so appreciative to be on here is because um, the emerging and up and coming artist needs um, support and uh, a mouthpiece and different ways to be heard and um, we're very appreciative for you this opportunity for that exact reason is, you know, we're not going to be on KDWB. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's great to have organizations like this and people 
look look for it you know right. so i'm not surprised that you have listeners all over the the world yeah so no i appreciate you coming in so when i started when i changed the format from the show that i used to do in the summer uh to this one um it it started last year i would put 30 minutes of local music on and i was getting so much and listening to so much it was like this is so cool it's just got to be an entire format um and we have a couple of shows on the station that do that so um it doesn't seem like we're running out of talent and, and groups and yeah. music so there's yeah. there's a lot i was just telling a, a guy last week i said well the, the good thing is is artists from the twin cities in minnesota they don't have to put minnesota on the music map it's already there they just yes. are trying to put themselves on right. the map which yep. you know makes people work a little harder and comes up with they come up with different things and sounds become original like your sound so it's yes. uh, really cool to to hear um, we have about 14 minutes left of the show, and I want to make sure that we get into um, people listen, hearing that you're going to be recording an album coming up. Yes. Yep. That'll be in the fall. That's kind of the next logical step for us, I think. Um, we, yeah, yep. We're probably going to be doing a, we haven't set a date for this yet, but we're going to do a fundraiser show Um to kind of help us with the cost of that because we want to do it right. If we make an album, we want it to be um, done in the to our vision. So we want to make sure we, we have a, a studio lined up and we have um, a good friend of mine is an excellent recording engineer. So we have all of the things in place. Now it's just a matter of funding like it is for, of course, a lot of younger bands. Um, um, so we're going to be doing a fundraiser show pretty soon. And if people follow us at, at Sun and Moon MPLS, that's our Instagram and our how you can find us on Facebook also. We'll be posting about how they can support that and um, be a part of that. Yeah. Now, how many, uh, I think, Sarah, you and I were talking, so it's going to be a full-length album. Is that the plan? Or is it going to be an EP, or have you? That's the plan. We have enough material for a full length. Okay. Um, whether or not, you know, with the quote-unquote record business, which is really just like <laughs> an antiquated <laughs> term now, in this um, MP3 business that we're in, um, it's we have enough material, so we would like to do an LP, but you really don't need to anymore. An EP is just as. Um, productive for your uh, self-promotion and for um, getting your name out there and all that so creatively we would like to but kind of comes back to funding Um, just if we can get enough studio time to do the full the full 12 songs or or whatever we want to do or doing an EP and then doing a second EP after that one charts the billboard and we become millionaires right uh, yeah you hit the billboard top 100 yeah so. <laughs> exactly <laughs> replaced in apple commercials and nike commercials and all of that so yeah that's really right that's the goal right yes. to get, uh, yeah catch on enough to go that's, commercial that's yeah. the only reason we're doing this <laughs> or i can tell yeah you can totally tell that there's yeah. no passion we don't even like each other right? <laughs> it's all for show <laughs> well you're doing a good job at faking it so <laughs> Uh, all right, so um, you said you're on all the social media. Well, not you're not on Twitter, well, yeah, but you're on Instagram and Facebook. Twitter. We should probably do that. 
Um, it's I a different beast. It's kind of a cesspool sometimes. Yeah, so. and I just I feel like Instagram and Facebook are enough for I mean for for now as far as a yeah. reach, yeah. you know. But we should probably do that. But yes, we're definitely on Instagram and Facebook, and we try to post pretty regularly to that. Um, we've both been busy with our kind of other projects that we've been talking about. Like I mentioned earlier, Sarah's also a choreographer and a composer, so she's been working on um, some projects with that. So our Sun and Moon has kind of taken a little bit of a back burner, which we're now feeling unsettled about. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we haven't been coming back to kind of what's really the core of of our creative life and and um, what's really important to us. So we're kind of refocusing on Sun and Moon right. now. And um, we have a couple shows coming up and then this recording project and then we're really going to um, take off. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> now, is there anything um, that you would do differently up to this point that... Uh, Maybe you've done something mm -hmm. and you're like, ooh, maybe we should have done that a little differently. Or I wish I would have remembered the words in the chorus that I just sang <laughs> about five minutes ago. If anybody's wondering about my chord solo there, that was because uh, <laughs> the words dropped out of my head. But um, I think we... We're just doing it as we go. I mean, yeah. I don't think we've made big mistakes other than trying to pay for catering. It's expensive. <laughs> yeah, we, we, did, we did a show and we had it catered and that was like, we like... Uh, came out in the red because of oh. it. Um, That's okay. But right, yeah. I think <laughs> you got to learn, right? Yeah, exactly. love the food. We're learning as we go. I think we could be more diligent about our self-promotion, like yeah. our social media and our self-promotion. Mm -hmm. That's so yeah. important now. Yeah. But that could get exhausting too. Yeah, and it's just, it's like you try to be creative with it. You know, right. we don't want to just post just to post. Um, so we do have try to have some creativity or message or something to say when we do that mm -hmm. but that's not it's, you don't always have that so right. um, um, but I think we're on a good trajectory I think we're happy with where we're at um, we both have good perspective of um, we're still even though we've been together for two years we've we're still relatively young as a band you know in right the, in this the grand scheme of things so we're growing and we are our sound is growing our music is growing every song we write sounds like the best one we've ever done right because you know, mm -hmm. we're figuring all that out um so i think we're on a good we feel good about where we're at uh, now you're playing a music fest coming up in august august 24th in st cloud yeah the central minnesota homegrown festival correct yes. yeah and uh when are you playing and what stage are you playing and how can if people want to jaunt up to St. Cloud? Yeah. Um, well, it's going to be it's Saturday night on the 24th and we're going to be on at 9:15 on the veranda at the veranda lounge. And it sounds to me like how they're doing it is there's not simultaneous music going on. So, you can make your way to the next venue after one set is done rather than having to choose which stage or which sure. venue you want to be at. Um, we're very excited. We've played in St. Cloud before and had a really fun time at a different venue, but it's a really cool area. It's a really fun, young, vibrant area. And um, our friend uh, Justin helped us um, secure that. And yeah, we're very excited for that. And it's about 
about the time people start moving back into college up there. So yeah, hopefully, yeah. hopefully you'll be able to pull some in some of that college crowd. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, welcome week. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've got a I've got a daughter who's getting ready for college, so I kind of know the time frame. You can oh, pull sure. some of those That's those kids in, so yeah. um, and introduce yeah, them to your music. So. Yeah, and it's a great slot, nine fifteen in a in the veranda lounge, which is a really cool venue up there, and we're very appreciative. So yeah. we're excited. Yeah, and have you played any other uh, festivals, or will this be your first? This one? This will be our first one. Yes. Yep. Nice. Yep. So hopefully you get a nice giant crowd. Yes, exactly. Giant, yeah. giant crowd. crowd. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. And you, re- you know, got to reach for the stars up there. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Always. So that is awesome. Um, so you have uh, the recording. Anything else coming up as far as shows? Uh, you, you mentioned Cluster Cluck. Yep, Cluster so. Cluck Cabaret is August sixteenth, and then going forward, I believe it's going to be the fourth Friday of every month. But we always have um, Sarah Moon as our stage kitten for that show which for those unfamiliar that means she walks around fairly scantily clad and uh collects tips for the performers and um you know picks up discarded clothing and whatever (laughs) she whatever she may need to be required for brings chairs out puts chairs on that people will be dancing on and i am the host and uh one of the producers of that show and then our dear friend cheryl birch is a contortionist Mm -hmm. and aerialist and she's the other producer and so the three of us kind of make the core of that show, and it is a good time. It's uh, Fridays at 9 o'clock. Okay, so Fridays 9 o'clock at Can Can Wonderland. Correct. And the Music Fest is coming up at the end of the month. Yes. So um, how long have you guys uh, been playing your instruments? Are you guys fluent in any other instruments? I mean, I know you've got um, you know, your other acoustic instruments that you mentioned you played. Um, but as far as like the cello and the guitar, any other main instruments? Um, I typically compose with piano. It's okay. a little bit easier. I can see everything and just lay it out. Um, so usually I'll start with piano. So I play pretty well. I'm not like a savant or anything, but sure. Yeah, you can get by. Yeah, no, yeah. I play ukulele, <laughs> but who doesn't? Right. <laughs> That's a good instrument too. So. It's true. It's, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> we bust out ukulele at our shows sometimes. Yeah, right. Do. How about a banjo lately? I've seen. The banjo ladies. I, I know a couple banjo. chords on banjo. You know, I own a banjo. Uh, I own a banjo in the basement, um, and I know a couple <laughs> chords. So maybe we should figure something with that. That's a great idea. Put that in there. You heard it here, folks. That's right. Folks. Mike's right. idea. <laughs> Mike's. I'm taking credit. If you don't like the banjo. It's Mike's <laughs> right. fault. Although love the banjo, it'll be great. So. All right. Well, thanks for coming in. This has been really fun. Um, it's great uh, that you've played live. It's the first time I've had anyone play live. Um, I think it's the first time we've had anyone play four live songs cool. on this great. station. I could be wrong. There's probably programmers yelling at their radio <laughs> right now saying, you don't listen to my show. <laughs> anyway, so but thanks for coming in. Sun and Moon, Johnny Sincerely, Sarah Moon. All over the social media. Find them yes. at Can Can Wonderland. Go up to St. Cloud. Watch them perform. Yes. at that festival um before we leave though today i just wanted to uh just take a moment to mention uh, a situation that occurred at como park pool last sunday um there was an incident with a four-year-old uh swimmer um, who went under the surface of the water um, one of the 16 year old lifeguards uh, noticed the swimmer um, struggling and was able to jump into the water and pull her out Um, And although the swimmer was unconscious, they were able to revive this four-year-old girl and quickly get her 
into an ambulance where she was conscious and awake and able to uh, respond to the paramedics. Um, These lifeguards performed CPR for over three minutes um, on the swimmer, and I just wanted to give them a quick shout-out to the lifeguards at Como Park Pool for reacting quickly, not hesitating, and bringing this little girl back to life. Yesterday, they were recognized by the fire department and the city of St. Paul Mm. for their efforts in bringing back um, a young girl's life, and they were able to meet the family and the girl that they saved. So I just want to make sure that they get a shout-out for that. All right. So you have been listening to the 945 show on WFNULP 94.1 FM in St. Paul. We are Frogtown Community Radio. I hope you have a great weekend. We'll be back next Saturday with Cassandra Cole live in studio. Thank you for listening to the show. Please remember to rate and review us on iTunes. And if you'd like to help support this podcast, please visit my Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Mike Radio. That'll help support this podcast and my other podcast, 651 Sports Update. Thank you very much.